When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, it is Sunday fun day. We got EPL on right now, but we got to get into this NFL slate. Plenty to talk about, and just in terms of matchups, we we have some important divisional matchups uh, to kind of break down as well. So let's get into the slate uh, with, uh, yeah, we'll start off with the not-so-appealing games, but they have uh, importance because... uh, that's where we're going to try to find some uh, games that are worth targeting. So we got to talk about this situation in Baltimore. Uh, well, in Cleveland, but Baltimore is coming in to play the Bengals. No Lamar Jackson uh, ruled out because of the ankle issue. It's more severe than uh, was previously reported. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, that caught me off guard. And, you know, uh, Tyler Huntley, who filled in admirably last week, it tested positive for COVID. So Baltimore is now down to Josh Johnson, who literally just signed like off <laughs> off the street like a, less than a week ago. They they basically need uh, this is uh, for the division. Like it's crazy that Lamar still isn't able to play. I, I can't believe that his ankle is still that jacked up. It, it's got to be a high ankle sprain, but it screwed up everything because even though we talk about Zach Taylor being the worst coach of football. Uh, for the Bengals, <laughs> realistically, his team is so talented that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because originally this was Cleveland favored by two and a half. The line is up to seven. And, you know, if you didn't hit it early, you know, you're kind of out of luck. I, I I want to say Baltimore can find a way to keep it close because they were able to do it against Green Bay. But realistically, Tyler Huntley knew the offense. Josh Johnson does not know this offense. So to me, I look at Cincinnati is more likely to just blow them out because yes, it's a divisional matchup. Baltimore's defense has basically all backups in the secondary. It is very hard to imagine Joe Burrow with a team that likes to blitz as much as uh, Baltimore, that Joe Burrow is not going to shred the secondary. So, I could see playing Joe Burrow and Chase, uh, uh, Jamar Chase. You can play T. Higgins. You can play Tyler Boyd. Because someone is going to get fed with a big pass play against the secondary. But the problem is, is that I don't know if Baltimore can keep up. And what Cleveland is likely to do when they get up two scores in the second half, they're just going to throttle down, go ultra conservative, probably too conservative, and just grind out this game. And I don't know if there's really a way for Baltimore 
to keep this one close. I, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling big time because I could see dump offs to Mark Andrews and just checking it down, checking it down. But in terms of other pieces in this game, I have a really tough time uh, looking at it because Mark Andrews already got priced up on DraftKings. It's kind of hard looking at this slate and saying, you know, I want to go hard on this game. And I like the players in this game. That, that That's the thing. But this was before the, the news broke yesterday. And now I'm kind of stuck wondering, like, man, I, I, I had bets out on Baltimore to start the week. And now I got to hedge and cover my ass because I think, uh, I think since he takes this game, I, you know, and takes it kind of handily. So it, 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 it's a, it's a rough scene. It's a rough scene because this initial bet was on the premise that Lamar was going to be back healthy to play this game. Realistically, that's what everyone kind of thought. You missed the green Bay game. You're, you're back healthy for this uh, Cincy game uh, for the division. And he's not ready to go. And everything kind of flipped on a dime. So to me, this is so heavily slanted towards Cincinnati. I I'm struggling to see how Baltimore keeps it close. And, you know, I'm not exactly thrilled about the situation, to be honest. Uh, but it is what it is. So you kind of take your L and move on because there's not much else you can do about it. Given the circumstances, it, you know, it is what it is. So from the, t- uh, for the uh, time being, it's, uh, it's the, it's the key uh, metric where you're kind of looking at, can Cincy be more efficient on offense to kind of kite things through? And it's not exactly a lock uh, that that can happen. You know, it, 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 there, there, there's, there's a lot that that can uh, go wrong. So I'm not, I'm not exactly, uh, uh, I'm not exactly going to say that there's a, uh, a clean way for Baltimore to, to get in this game because I just don't see the path. Next up, let's get into Detroit going to Atlanta. <laughs> Again, more COVID uh, issues. So we got to talk about Jared Goff not available to play. So we've got David Blau in under center for the Lions. Uh, I mean... You should never feel good about the Falcons being favored by a touchdown, especially this Falcon squad. The problem is (laughs) the Lions have played hard, but now they, again, are back to having, you know, they already had a bottom five QB in the league. I mean, they they even have a bottom five backup uh, QB. I mean, wow. This is bad. Uh, Listen. This is a non-starter from DFS purposes it, to begin with. Uh, DeAndre Swift is back, but, you know, I think uh, the Lions try to run uh, run uh, uh, heavy, try to stall out, play field position, just try to muck it up. Atlanta doesn't want to muck it up. The season's over. Uh, you know, you got two bad teams here. No one's really looking to go crazy. It, could the Falcons make the playoffs? Technically, yes. The Falcons are not eliminated from 
the playoff race yet. It's not exactly the craziest thing in the world. So, you know, I'm not I'm not uh gonna say it's uh it's over and done with, but it's not exactly uh it's not exactly clean. So I'm just saying if bottom line for the by and large this is not exactly the clean cleanest uh, portion that you could say of uh games. And let's just move on because there's nothing here enticingly like you know, people are going to try to play Kyle Pitts. You know, I, I'm just not going there. It's there, there's there's no value to doing it in that fashion, in my opinion. So uh, let's just keep moving. Uh, <laughs> like, there's just nothing here. There really is nothing here. Uh, Jacksonville traveling uh, to New York to play the Jets. Uh, the Jets favored in what is the battle for the number one seed because the loser who tanks this game is almost assuredly uh, in the running still for the number one seed uh, in the NFL draft. The winner is pretty much eliminated from number one seed. Uh, I mean, the Jets already have won three games, so if they win, they're definitely done uh, uh, from a, a contention. Jacksonville's trying to tank to get their way back in. It, this is just a mess. Uh, just, being perfectly honest, there's no real attraction here other than knowing the fact that the Jets cannot stop the run. So we can play James Robinson. It looks like Quentin Williams is going to miss this game, the defensive tackle for the Jets. The Jets, again, are the weakest squad in terms of playing football. I I, I don't, it's like, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. The Jets are the weakest squad playing football. Uh, defensively in the league. I mean, they got shredded by Duke Johnson uh, last week. It, it's just, it's a mess watching the jets play uh, more often than not. So if we're being honest with ourselves here, I, I can't even remotely recommend playing uh, the jets uh, pieces outside of if you want to correlate and I will, because it's what I, I try to do. Uh, correlate the James uh, Robinson play with uh, a Jets uh, offensive piece. I can see playing Braxton Berrios, uh, a former, you know, standout uh, wide receiver in college, but, uh, you know, speedster. But the, the issue of playing Berrios is the fact that Jamison Crowder's on IR, so Berrios is likely to go into the slot. We don't know for sure because we can't trust the Jets, but that would be the correlation play. Uh, if you're trying to go cheap with value at running back, I could see playing Michael Carter. It's not, it's not a great feel good play to be perfectly honest. Uh, but it's, it's a route you could go, but yeah, I'm just looking at James Robinson. Uh, if you want to try to pivot, maybe you play James O'Shaughnessy at the tight end spot. Oh, uh, actually I should say this. Uh, the other piece, if you really want to punt tight end, because uh, we'll get to it, the big news uh, coming up, but the, it's it's almost increasingly likely, and it looks like, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I need to see more check marks, but I, I'm seeing news that uh, uh, Travis Kelsey did not clear COVID protocol, so he's not playing today. So the, the only other punt play would have been uh, Tyler Croft uh, at 2,500 on DraftKings to uh, play at tight end. 
But now knowing that Kelsey's out, uh, basically it's Noah Gray uh, on Kansas City that you would be playing anyway. That's going to be the chalk play. So technically, if you want to get off the chalk and leverage it, you can play Tyler Croft. But uh, it's like you're trusting Zach Wilson to be able to throw uh, three good passes uh, to make it worthwhile to punt that low. I'll 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 throw out some lineups in that fashion, but it's not exactly a high percentage play to say the least. Um, next up, uh, the Chargers traveling to Houston to play the Texans. Uh, you know. Uh, man, another bad game. Uh, I mean, you got the Chargers. The line's all the way up to 12 and a half now. Uh, Chargers should smash here, even with multiple players in COVID protocol. So uh, no Austin Eckler, no Mike Williams. So in t- instead, you got uh, Justin Jackson stepping in at the running back spot for the Chargers. You've got uh, Josh Palmer uh, in at wide receiver because both Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton are in COVID protocols. You know, there's a lot going on uh, in terms of uh, guys being in and out of the lineup. I think this is a a Keenan Allen gets fed game. Justin Jackson gets spelled. Uh, Now, in terms of the running back spot for the Chargers, you can also take a look at Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree. Uh, Jackson is the guy they prefer, though, so Jackson should get the bulk of the workload. Uh, and you know, if he fails or if he gets a fumble like he did last week, that's where, uh, you can expect to see, uh, work being done, uh, in, in the fact that, uh, you know, they could be plays you could go for in the Millie maker because Justin Jackson's going to be the most popular running back by far on the slate. And there's a good reason why he's 40, uh, 4,200. He's dirt cheap. Great spot. They should absolutely hammer Houston uh again so many bad teams in the NFL right now it's just whew, we got a lot of bad matchups like there's no if fans or buts about it so it, it is what it is uh but on the Houston side uh Brandon Cooks is in COVID protocol so Nico Collins slides technically slides into the number one receiver role but I mean they're gonna be down so yeah you can do a run back with Nico Collins maybe Chris Conley but Again, Davis Mills is not getting the ball out to that many people. It's it's rough. This is rough <laughs> in terms of trying to find figure out a way of making it relevant. Uh, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, next up, my lowly Giants going to Philly to play the Eagles. Eagles ten point favorites with good reason. Um, up ten and a half now. Uh, you know. This is a lock play. Uh, Eagles cover this one. Here's the thing with the Giants. You got Jake Fromm uh, making his first NFL start. Uh, the Giants have decided enough is enough with Mike Lennon. I mean, everyone could see Mike Lennon was not going to be the answer. Daniel Jones is ruled out for the year. The Giants are just complete mess. Uh, they're, bringing, they're bringing back... <laughs> They're basically maintaining the status quo because they're just going to have Gettleman retire, bring back Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, probably give him the pick up his uh, fifth-year option to boot. Uh, the Giants are just a mess. No offensive line. Philly, you know, yes, they struggled the other night against Washington, but they still took care of business. The Giants are in even worse shape than all these teams combined. There's just nothing here where you're going to get 
anything from the Giants outside of maybe maybe Fromm tries to make a few throws, but he wasn't that good in college, folks. I'm sorry. It, like we kind of know who Jake Fromm already is. Uh, this is just uh, you. You you might as well have Jake from State Farm behind center for the Giants at this point. It, it's it, it's it's a rough scene. It's a rough scene. I'm gonna be miserable watching this game and. There's not much else I can do about it. It's just, it is what it is. So let's keep moving. Tampa. Going to Carolina to play the Panthers. I mean, the Bucks. Whoo, man. So many injuries. I mean, probably crippled their Super Bowl chances, uh, to be honest. Uh, uh, Chris Godwin lost for the year. Leonard Fournette done for the regular season with a hamstring injury might be lost for the postseason too, to be honest. Uh, they had to sign Le'Veon Bell, Mike Evans out for at least another week or so. Just so many injuries in that one game against the saints. It just turned the NFC on a dime. Uh, you know, this line is so heavy on Tampa. Yet I have no compelling reason to even be remotely excited about Carolina. Uh, to further complicate the matters for the Panthers, Sam Darnold is back. So you're going to have a two QB system with Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, both taking snaps. It's, this is a, this game's a mess. I don't want any part of it because could, uh, could, uh, Carolina cover it as a 10 point dog. Yeah. Do I think they will? I have no idea because Cam could throw a pick six. Darnold could throw a pick six. Uh, you know, these this is just a bad offense against uh, uh, Tampa defense that, you know, you, you want to be able to throw on them. And Carolina doesn't have many answers in the QB department right now. You know, unless Sam Darnold figures some things out while he was out with that shoulder injury, I doubt it. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So that brings us to the two main games of the week. So first up, we got Rams traveling to Minnesota. Vikings are home underdogs. They need this game. They are 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, Same spot as Cleveland uh, yesterday. They need to win this game if they want to have any shot of really making the playoffs. You know, I was making fun of Baker Mayfield yesterday. He, he lived up to all the lowly expectations I had of him. Uh, just completely tanked his team's chances of winning the game and making the playoffs. All by himself. All by himself. Kirk Cousins in the same spot. Now, uh, I have more faith in Kirk Cousins than I do in Baker Mayfield, without question. Uh, But I will say this here. This matchup, I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. Because Justin Jefferson is a stud. You should get Adam Thielen back in this game. I'm not playing it for the sake of having Adam playing Adam Thielen in DFS. I want to play Justin Jefferson against this Ram secondary because I don't think he's going to be as owned as people think. I think people are going to get scared off of the potential matchup with Jalen Ramsey. I think Justin Jefferson wins that matchup. I think it's just one of those guys who, when they're on and the QB can get them the ball, they're you're not covering them. Uh, you know, the, the question always becomes with the Vikings. Can the Vikings block long enough to get those big pass plays down the field? I'm not entirely sure one way or the other, but I'm not going to like just uh, poo-poo the idea of uh, the Vikings not being able to get it done. Uh, I think they are 
it's just a case of uh, can they manage uh, manage expectations enough uh, so that uh, they they don't uh, they don't uh, overextend themselves because that's where it really comes down to. It, it, if the Vikings can cut down on the turnovers, they I think they can win this game. Uh, you know, even without Dalvin Cook, Madison should be able to uh, be productive enough against this Rams team and. We've seen Stafford struggle on the road in 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 these types of spots. It, it's not the craziest thing in the world uh, that the Vikings can win this game. I like the Vikings to cover. I'll probably tease this game. Uh, you know, obviously we got some cupcake matchups uh, uh, with large spreads that we can throw into the teaser as well. Um, but I actually like the Viking side of uh, of the matchup here, and we kind of uh, work it from there. But, uh, you know, not necessarily going to uh, force uh, force this one in either. I just think that uh, uh, we got a good spot with Jefferson. Obviously, you could do a run back with Cooper Cup, Odell, Van Jefferson, you know, all viable options. I also like Tyler Conklin in the uh, tight end spot. He has a good rapport with Kirk Cousins. So y- you have options here. So, I mean... And this is where it kind of comes down to the roster construction piece of it, because obviously you're going to be paying top dollar for both Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. The at the end of the day, though, if you get if you play these value pieces and you're playing these value running backs with Justin Jackson, uh, you know, you you don't have to pay up at uh, running back. So you everyone is going to be able to fit in these pieces. I just think that people aren't going to be necessarily focused on playing Kirk Cousins. They'll try to pay up for Stafford. That's where you get different and actually start dropping down uh, in certain, in some of these other places. And you can even punt at tight end as well. Uh, so to me, that's where you can kind of make your, your stand in terms of the uh, development. Now, in terms of some of the other pieces where we are most certainly going to be different, I think you can start targeting this last game here. You know, we've been saying it all year. I've been crushing him all year because I keep talking about regression, but it was the truth. Uh, Josh Allen regressed mightily throughout the course of this year. Obviously, no Cole Beasley because of COVID protocols and a positive test, but you've got a New England squad that is struggling offensively right now. They're not moving the ball. You got... uh, no Stevenson uh, for the Pats. It looks as though you're going to have Damian Harris uh, in there in the mix, but the Pats still have a, uh, a bunch of dudes that you know may not be clear to play. Uh, I I kind of look at this as you know everyone's dealing with COVID outbreaks, but the Pats are not deep enough to deal with the issues that they're currently battling at the moment. And for me, that's enough of a a measure where you can actually look at, uh, you can actually look at, uh, in my opinion, you can actually look at Buffalo because Buffalo needs this game. And again, this is where you kind of get the most desperate version of teams. And maybe, maybe, just maybe some of these teams actually get their, you know what, together. Because Buffalo squandered so many chances throughout the year. 
and they now absolutely need this game. They need this game against uh, the Patriots. They're more talented than Patriots. You've got New England minus one. Like Vegas even knows Buffalo needs this game. Uh, You know, I look at it as like Buffalo going to eight and seven. If they lose this game today, I, I, I'm not entirely sure with the amount of teams that can jump the bills, given the tiebreaker scenarios, it actually puts it in a very awkward spot uh, for the bills. If they lose this game, because again, they're going to be in a similar boat as Baltimore and Cincinnati. And again, these playoff scenario tiebreakers are not exactly favoring Buffalo right now. So they kind of need to get their act together and, and get a W here on the road uh, in Foxborough. It ain't going to be easy. Uh, we know that, but you know, what do the bills want to do? They want to throw the ball and they're going to try to get the ball. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Belichick's going to try to stop it. Now, the thing of it is, is that I think Diggs is good enough that it won't matter what Bill Belichick throws at him. He's still going to beat the coverage. It's just the fact that Josh Allen has got to get it together and be accurate enough with some of these passes to get the ball to him. So I actually like the Bills in this spot in a desperation spot to actually be productive today uh, and actually uh, pull out a victory here on the road. And I wasn't necessarily feeling that way before, but now the fact that we've got even more signs of uh, dysfunction uh, with Cleveland losing. I, I think it just it just ratches it up because you see all uh, all <laughs> all of the dysfunction going on with these teams. I mean, there's just so much pressure all around the league right now. I, I I'll be I'll be shocked if uh, we don't see. Uh, a top tier version of uh, Josh Allen today. I, I honestly think, uh, you know, as much as uh, Belichick is known for his defensive prowess, I think the natural talent of Buffalo should be able to see it through today. I could be, I could fall flat on my face with this one, but I actually like Buffalo today. I, I actually think they get it done. So four o'clock window games. I'm not nearly as interested in from DFS or uh, betting perspective, but I'm going to run through them quickly. Uh, while we have time here, Chicago and Seattle, uh, Seattle. I mean, <laughs> Russ and Pete Carroll are in the middle of a divorce. I want no part of this whatsoever. Uh, Seahawks are terrible. The bears are awful too. Uh, Nick Foles is actually under center, which is an upgrade for the bears uh, offensively moving the ball around. I, I think uh, that gives them enough of an edge to at least cover. I'm not sold on any Matt Nagy coach team winning a game the rest of the year, especially when you got refs literally laughing in Matt Nagy's face. But I think uh, the bears do enough to cover as an underdog here. Uh, it spreads uh, at seven. Seattle's not good enough to be laying seven points. It just, it's as simple as that. So uh, give me the bears. I like David Montgomery and the bears defense because Seattle's offense has been in a complete funk. Russ, uh, Russell uh, Wilson and DJ uh, DK Metcalf are just now on the same page. Yes, Tyler Lockett is back, but I think the Bears secondary can manage, uh, given the fact that Seattle can't block anyone, it seems, these days. Uh, Denver and uh, the Raiders. A coin flip matchup. It's in Vegas. 
Uh, it the edge has gone to Denver, but honestly, no, none of these results would shock me. Drew Locke is under center for the uh, uh, Broncos today. I'm gonna give the edge to the Raiders, but man, like I want no part of this game whatsoever from a defensive standpoint. I don't even want to bet it. I don't trust either one of these teams uh, to begin with. Let's just let's just keep moving. Um, Chiefs. Oh man, yeah. So Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs, Steelers. Uh, we know Big Ben can't throw. We know Big Ben can't throw, but. The Chiefs don't have Travis Kelsey in this game. I just talked about it. He didn't clear uh, COVID protocols. So uh, Tyreek Hill just cleared. He didn't practice all week. So we have a a very inconsistent Chiefs team versus a Pittsburgh team that struggles against the run. The Chiefs struggle against the run. I can play Najee Harris and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the late window and just live off of that because you can run on both of these teams. I think this game plays slow. I think it plays ugly. I'm not interested in this from a DFS standpoint uh, outside of Harris and Edwards Hilaire. Maybe you get a big shot over the top with uh, Tyree Kill, but man, he's so expensive that he's a deep GPP play only, in my opinion. This is a hard game to get excited about. I'm not excited about this afternoon window at all. If the 1 p.m. busts, then it'll probably sink me entirely. But trying to make it work with the 4 o'clock window by playing this uh, Steelers-Chiefs game, it just seems as though this is a recipe for disaster. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to avoid it, and we'll kind of move on from there. We got Sunday Night Football tonight. I'll do a show later uh, uh, today on uh, the Cowboys and Washington. Cowboys favored by double digits. I think that kind of holds even though the line has slid back to the Washington side so that it's only a nine point uh uh nine point spread for the Cowboys not remotely interested in that and then Monday night football is a disaster game I mean uh you got the uh you got the you got the Saints hosting the Dolphins uh we'll talk about that one later because we don't even know if Taysom Hill's playing in that game <laughs> because of like, there's so much going on with COVID news that it's hard doing this late because I'm constantly juggling and looking at news to see who's actually active and who got cleared to play or not. So, uh, yeah, this is a very much keep it simple slate uh, and try not to overthink it because there are so many ways this slate could go wrong by playing a play that's not going to get there because the value plays make too much sense and it's hard to get around them because they're straightforward enough plays that they're going to get volume and they should be able to have success. There's not reason to get off of them just for the sake of getting off of them. It's it's just not one of those slates. So, you know, like I said, don't go too crazy over this one. We, We just take the plays where they give it to us and move on from there. Thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. So best of luck today, folks. I'm getting out of here and getting this uploaded. So uh, until next time, have a good one.